Welcome to Box to Box Football. Hey, welcome back to Box to Box Football. We're going to talk about the FA Cup third round, the third round replays, the fourth round. Before we start, I'd be remiss if I didn't say R.A.P. Franz Beckenbauer, one of the greatest footballers, changed the game, played for the Cosmos, as Kyle said. He's, he, you know, he, he came over and played in America after he won three straight uh, European Cups with, with Bayern Munich uh, from 74, 75, and 76, won the title as a uh, coach and a player, and uh, you know, changed the game changed the way the sport was played obviously in that the, the, the position that he played so i just want to get that out of the way if you guys want to say anything about that was, too but uh was teammates with pele play at uh at new york cosmos and uh and our very own in mercer county new jersey our very own bobby smith was on that new york cosmos team as well yeah i talked to my father actually who went to see beckenbauer a couple times play with the cosmos and he was saying how like he had all those stars. I mean, we almost we talk about the Real Madrid Galacticos. I mean, that team with the Cosmos was basically like the first version of a super team at that time. And Beckenbauer was just he was telling me different class. I mean, just someone that was so composed on the ball and could do just things that people at that time could only dream of. So yeah, we uh, we certainly lost a great person, a great player uh, within the world of football. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, kind of segue into this. Yeah, look, talk about great. Um, you know, there were some interesting, great results this weekend, unless you're an Arsenal fan, uh, <laughs> for, for some of these games. I mean, there, there were some games that weren't so great. Uh, Luton Town Bolton comes to mind. Um, but uh, I, I think, um, you know, there's some red cards, all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I – I, I don't know where you want – there was a lot of red cards, actually. I don't know where you want to start here. Uh, I know – well, I know where J.J. wants to start. Uh, but I know we, we, we should go off the top with, with Arsenal-Liverpool. Uh, it was their, their second meeting uh, uh, out of three. They're going to meet three times in, like, the span of a month here. This was the mm-hmm. second one, the FA Cup meeting. Liverpool wins 2-0. Uh, there was, uh, took the lead on an own goal in the 80th minute, and then Luis Diaz – uh, wraps it up in the, in the fifth minute of stoppage time. Um, Arsenal, 18 shots, 18 total shots, five on target, 55% possession, no goals at home at the Emirates. Arsenal sliding back in, in the Premier League table as well. They're five points off the, the pace that, that Liverpool has set there. Guys, Arsenal, what's what's going on here? Are they are they Are they losing it here? I actually thought they played well, I mean, for a lot of the game. To be honest, I mean they just can't score. I mean they're they're it's look. I mean we'll get to the Manchester United game later. They they just who's their guy? Who who's you know Havertz? You know there's their main signing. Who is going to score the goals for this team? This is the reason why they're not going to win the Champions League. They're not going to win the Premier League. They don't have a Holland. They don't have a Salah. They don't have someone like that. They don't have this guy, this target person. Um and. Uh, Look, I mean, it, it, we we came in. JJ and I talked about this the other day, and we came in talking about the, the you know everything around Eddie Howe and Newcastle. I mean, Arteta spent a lot more money than Eddie Howe has, and uh, you know they're going the wrong way. I, I don't, I I just don't know. Uh, you know, I I just don't know how good this team is. I don't know it, how it, good it's they a are. At this... that, I was going to say, is this suggestion Arteta as in? 
is in trouble here? Um, no, I don't think he's in trouble quite yet. Um, I think there's an opportunity right now. I mean, they're one of these teams that has a, a bit of an extended break coming up. So this is going to be an opportunity for Arteta, for the director of football to freshen up the squad a little bit. Um, I mean, you, you look up and down the Arsenal team right now. Yeah, they don't truly have that out and out striker, but that's also not kind of the way the Arsenal style is played. It's more of a free flowing, use the overlapping wingers and fullbacks, swinging crosses, midfielders get a lot of goals. I mean, they're just in a really rough patch right now. And this is part of every Premier League season where you're going to have, I mean, yes, this is an FA Cup competition, but still when you're playing a Premier League club, it's always going to be what it is, but this is just, it's a tough patch right now. I mean, you're going to have ebbs, you're going to have flows. Let's think about it. For November, there were six consecutive victories going into that Villa match on the ninth, and then you won one in your last seven. But the teams that they're playing are all the teams at the top. So, yeah, some bounces aren't going their way at the moment. I wouldn't be completely panicking because things do kind of open up for them slightly a little bit. They are losing ground. But if you're of the matches to lose to Liverpool, this is the match that it's okay. You lose in the cup. You've got bigger fish to fry right now. Obviously, Arsenal are one of the kings of this competition, but they've still got Champions League to worry about. They're still fighting for a top place in the league. You just reset, you go again. If I was them right I was just going to say, if I I was Arsenal right now, I'm just looking at the Serie A table of Napoli in ninth. I would throw, because you just spent like crazy money on on Declan Rice. I mean, and, and, um, you know, Osiman is a target of that. Well, you know, why not go out and throw $140 million at Lazio and say 140 million pounds, whatever it's going to take euros. Say, look, we want him now. We want him to come right now. Napoli's not winning the Champions League. They're not winning. They're, 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 they're 20, 20 points off the top of the table in Serie A. That's a, they won their title. Um, you know, maybe go, go try to see if you can get somebody in the next couple of weeks. I, I don't think it's going to happen, but you know, maybe I, I would be kind of, trying to make some moves there. But uh, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, I was just, just going to say also uh, Liverpool into the fourth round, also in the semifinals of the Carabao Cup this week, uh, going to play Fulham. Uh, that's a two-legged uh, semifinal and also obviously leading the Premier League. So uh, everything is going very well at Liverpool right now, right? Guys, no, no complaints about, about their position? Yeah, I mean, the way that they're playing at the moment, they're they're pretty much on the opposite side of the form guide right now. They're, they had their rough patch, and it seems like they've figured things out a little bit. I mean, the last time that they lost was kind of a throwaway game in the last of the Europa League, but you look at matches that really matter in terms of a loss. It's against Toulouse in early November. They've only lost once in that to um, the Belgian side when it yeah, it didn't really count, but they're getting goals from everywhere. They're putting teams away. I mean, we were talking about it uh, during our festive fixture mat or uh, festive fixture episode, where you know they could have beaten Burnley by six or seven. They probably should have beaten Newcastle by four or five. So again, for them, they had to weather the storm a little bit, but they're in all of their remaining cup competitions. This is a bit of a, a deep squad at the moment. Yes, with a bit of injuries, they're going to be losing some players uh, to AFCON coming up, but still, I mean, Liverpool for me right now, they're, yes, top of the league, but they're also playing at the moment 
and it's, it's funny to say that because this is literally like every type of commentary show about the Premier League. It's always at the moment, but at the moment, they're by far and away the best team in the Premier League. The crazy thing, too, is, I mean, you know, Kyle, no disrespect here, but, uh, you know, Mo Salah, you know, Mo Salah is gone for, you know, he's gone for a month here, you know, and, you know, they've already beaten Arsenal. They have Fulham twice in the Carabao Cup. I, you know, look, hopefully Fulham beats them. They have Bournemouth away in the league. Their fourth round tie in the in the FA Cup is against, uh, you know, Norwich or Bristol. You know, they could win that. They got Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. He could be back if, if Egypt crashes out. It's not the worst schedule in the world for him to miss. I mean, you know, if there was, you know, City in there a couple of times. I, I think the Arsenal, the, the Liverpool fans are hoping, you know, um, Egypt crashes out. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, they're going to be okay. Look, I, 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 me personally, I still think City wins the league. That's just what I think now. I mean, I just watched them absolutely uh, run Huddersfield off the pitch the other day. I, I just, there's something, this team, when the calendar turns, you know, they're the opposite of Arsenal. They, you know, they, 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 they go on this, you know, you, you might not see Manchester City lose now because they got that little break and they got, you know, they're going to, they're going to walk through the Champions League round 16, I think. Um, you know, you might not see them lose here for, you know, a month and a half, two months. Um, and, and, and I think they're going to be in decent shape. Whereas, you know, Chelsea, uh, Arsenal's going to have a lot of extra matches in there, I think. So, it, look, I, you know, I, I, I don't want to think that you know, Liverpool, because, I mean, he, we, we were here a couple years ago when Liverpool was on for four trophies and all of a sudden that, you know, it collapsed in, in, in a week. But right back where we are again, you know, they're probably going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to be, you know, if Fulham can't beat them, it's going to be Chelsea in the final, just like it was in the in the Carabao Cup a couple years ago. You know, they got beat to the title and the Champions League. Thankfully, Real Madrid stopped that. But, uh, you know, we're right back where we were two years ago, where Liverpool is is made, ready to make this run. So who's going to stop them? Hopefully, Kyle, your Fulham steps up and stops uh, them. I don't, lo- I don't love the two-legged ties in, in the Carabao Cup semifinals. I wish they were... I still wish they were one off um, sort of sort of winner winner take all like the like the earlier rounds. Um, I still think they will be next year. I like yeah, I I like that it's moving to the to that format. I don't think we need extra games. Um, I I just games in the calendar already. I think sometimes in these semifinals when there's look, I Manchester United last year they they kind of destroyed um who they played Reading. I don't even remember who it was now at this point. Um, but I, I just think, look, you know, if Fulham's in the tie, you know, you go home down a, down a goal or you get somehow you get a draw or something like this. I mean, it, it's something to play for, you know, obviously you lose four, nothing in the first leg. It's, it, it, it's different, but you know, I, I just think sometimes it's for the underdog team, you know, it gives you a little bit of chance, you know, especially when you get the second leg tied home. Uh, uh- I think it's I think it's the opposite. I think you have the better chance if it's a one-off game as opposed to two semifinal legs. I I, 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 I agree that I, I agree for the most part. I think just you know sometimes with the second leg at home, you know, you you you, you want to be second leg at home. I think if you're you know just stay in the just stay in the tie. Uh, Man City, by the way, got Kevin De Bruyne back recently, which obviously is going to make a make a huge difference for them. Um, let's. I, I, yeah, well, um, look, 
we, I promise we will, we will get to the cup stats, but guys, Manchester United uh, in the game this afternoon went, went to Wigan, uh, former, former FA Cup champion Wigan, uh, and wins 2-0. It's been such an up-and-down roller coaster season at United. Uh, what, what do you, we take away from this game they, from them? They Other had 3,000 shots on goal. They had 3,000 shots on goal. Seriously, it was 33, 33. shots 33. 33 shots on target. 14 on target. They hit Garnacho hit the crossbar. Would have been a really good goal. Hoyland, like it's just it's getting to the point where you keep you know this guy. He had an open header, just missed it. It's getting to the point where it's starting to become a problem. I think. Oh, you know, uh, I know he doesn't get a lot of service today. He got some service. He got a like a lot of very good service. You know, Rashford, I thought played well at times. Garnacho was their best player, but. Uh, you know, it's Wigan. I don't, it, Wigan was never in the game. Yeah. We talked about it in our preview episode that if it wasn't going to be like this, it'd be a surprise. United just had to put in a performance. Wigan, <laughs> Sean and I were actually talking before the recording of this that all Wigan ever wanted out of this was a full capacity DW stadium, try to make some money because that club is in an absolute shambles at the moment and their play you know credit the defense and the goalie they're brave that's really all that you can say in united just we're looking for a result they could be certainly much more clinical but in this competition moving on is moving on that's really all it matters yep uh right now right right now arsenal is the only premier league team that has been knocked out of the fa cup now that's that's going to that's going to change because we're going to have some some replays uh Everton and Crystal Palace, one of them Wolves, has to, Brentford. right? One of them has to get get pounced. Wolves, Brentford, uh, we're going to a replay. Um, Luton's in a replay against Bolton, Nottingham Forest against Blackpool, uh, West Ham against Bristol City. There are a couple a uh, couple other replays in there that are that don't feature any Premier League clubs, uh, but but decent show decent showing in terms of nobody's been knocked out. Now a couple of those teams, West Ham probably a little fortunate to get a draw against Bristol City. Uh, Nottingham Forest, fortunate to get a draw against uh, Blackpool, Luton, and Bolton. Not a thriller and a nil-nil draw. Um, JJ, I know you you had your eyes on on all this stuff. So um, you know, give us your breakdown of those those other third down, hey, hold, third hold, round. Hold, hold, I gotta stop yeah, you. Go I gotta Uh-oh. stop you. Uh-oh. Burnley, Burnley is in the Premier League. They were knocked out from the top. I I, I forgot. Uh, my my apologies. Um, <laughs> but. Um, KJ, I know, I know you were locked in on a lot of this, this third round stuff, especially, uh, with the lower league teams. What, what was your biggest takeaway? Yeah. Well, first off the four matches between Thursday and Friday. So that's Palace, Everton, Brentford, Wolves, Fulham, Rotherham. We excuse Fulham, Rotherham. Congratulations, Kyle. You guys are through probably should have also been four or five. Uh, and then Tottenham Burnley. I was a little disappointed by the performances in those matches specifically. It and I was having to think about this, guys, because at this time of the year, I know teams are looking for any excuse to kind of complain about the having the placement of this competition come in. It's always been there. Um, I don't know. It just there there seemed to be lacking a motivation at times. I mean, if you look at it for Palace, they were just trying to slog through. Everton were a bit unlucky to not get themselves through comfortably and actually they got the double whammy because Dominic Calvert-Lewin got sent off and then Dwight McNeil picked up a a pretty bad looking injury 
Um, that could be something that could be out for a little bit of time. And that's the last thing that Everton wants right now is to have multiple forwards be out potentially for a period of time. Brentford Wolves, I mean, that game, not great by any stretch. The equalizer from Doyle was class. That was an absolute it, rocket. It was- they went down to ten men in the ninth minute and and fought back. And this, I tell you, this Wolves team, man. I, every time I went, they're they're very good. They just don't quit. They I, they are they're good. They don't quit, but it just for they're me, not, they're not good enough. Like yeah, they're they're mid table. They're fine, but yeah. it's just this is an op- these games. This competition is an op- opportunity, right, for yeah. some of those mid table teams to make something of the season. I just yeah. and you can even go on to some of the matches on Saturday. The, the Forest match, I mean, I know obviously their concern right now is to very much get be surviving the Premier League, but my goodness, Blackpool are a fine League One team. They're well above their head a couple of years ago being in the championship with the budget that they have. They're very much trying to go through this phase of growing player, you know, developing players internally and, you know, working with a, a squad that's mostly 24 years of age and younger. How are you going down 2-0 at home and, frankly, getting outplayed on your own patch is disappointing. West Ham, we're seeing this Jekyll and Hyde gag over and over and over again where some days they look absolutely brilliant. And then some days, and it's the same players for the most part, Kyle, but they don't look a shred of where they should be. Credit to Bristol City. I thought that they were brave in how they set up. And then once they started growing into the game, the goal that they got from Conway – I truly thought that they were actually going to carry on and go for the winner, and they had some chances down the stretch to take something in that. And bet yourself that Ashton Gate is going to be absolutely bouncing next Tuesday because they really think that they could go get something from that match. But, I mean, disappointments from a lot of these Premier League teams. But then, of course, the ones that did the job, like Sean said with City, I mean, they absolutely throttled Huddersfield. You have to have that killer mentality in these one-off competitions. Yeah. You know what game? You know, I I just want to say something too because uh, there was an interesting game on Saturday in that I think it was at ten o'clock. It was, it was actually the game I was watching, uh, QPR and Bournemouth. You know, QPR went up two nil uh, in the first two goals in in a minute. I mean, it was pretty crazy. I mean, they scored and I mean they basically they Bournemouth lost the lost the kickoff and just. They went down and scored again, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And, and we should mention that QPR uh, having a horrible struggling. season this year. Yeah, really yeah, struggling yeah. in the championship. They've been, yeah, they've been bad, you know, and, um, you know, Bournemouth came out. But, but I was watching that game, and I'm sitting there thinking at halftime. I, I actually put, I, I actually took Bournemouth at halftime. Because sometimes when you're watching these games, and it's you're watching these, especially FA Cup, but, you're watching a game and you're like, wait a second, how the hell is Bournemouth losing this game 2-0? And then they got a goal in the three minutes after halftime. And then 10 minutes after that, it's two. Once it gets to 2-2, there's only one way it's going. You know, they scored again. But, you know, Bournemouth, the second half looked like prime Barcelona, you know, and it's a game where, you know, once again, Bournemouth. Right now, they're trying. Their main thing is to stay in the Premier League, right? So they could have just said, you know what, we're going to make some changes at halftime. We're going to try to get back into it. We're going to rest some players. If we get, if we go out in the third round, it's whatever. We're going to try to stay in the Premier League. They went after it. 
they scored, they scored again, and they won the game, and they looked really good in the second half. And, uh, you know, that's something where uh, I, I I think this team, you know, once again, I you know, we I, I seem to talk about Wolves and Bournemouth a lot because I think, you know, not many people thought much of these teams coming into the season. But when you watch them actually play, this Bournemouth team is pretty exciting to watch. Um, and, and they're playing really good football. And, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting because, you know, they have um, – I forget who they they got in that uh, they got Swansea at home. Now all of a sudden you win that game and you're in the fifth round and, and they play they they they're one of these teams that play well. So uh, I I thought that on Saturday was one of the games. You know I, I was watching a little bit of the later game, the Chelsea and uh, Preston. I, I still you know I, I I know what the score was. I, I'm you know it's four nothing, but. It was nil-nil at halftime, not super impressed. I know Chelsea kind of finished the job there in the second half, but uh, I, I think some of that is Preston just gave up. Um, for me, just real quickly, Newcastle, West Ham, and Brighton, to me, all fall. To, to me, they're all kind of in this same category, and, and JJ kind of mentioned it. One, one week, they can come out, and they can look like they can finish in the top four, and the next week, you can look at them, and you can be like, what – is this is this the same team I just watched ten days ago? Um, very very Jekyll and Hyde. I think all three of them. Um, and if you if you get them on a good day, all three of them are capable of going on and potentially winning this competition. And all three of them are also capable of going out in the next round. Um, Who is it? Newcastle, Brighton. Who is your third? And Newcastle, Brighton, and West Ham. I think they're all kind of in that interesting. same mix. What do all, what do all, all, all what do all three of those teams have in common? Uh, Europa League, right? They they all played in Europe. Well, they all in Europe. Newcastle with, no longer in Europe, but the other with, two are still alive. with squads that aren't as deep as some of these other teams. So I I think these teams. I mean, new, you could see. I mean, new, Newcastle's a shell right now. I mean, they're going to start getting players back. But even the other day, you know, some players are getting Joe Litton and so. I mean, these. I think these teams. I mean, they're just you're just seeing the effects of. Last year with the World Cup, all these extra games with these smaller squads, I, I just think it's tough right now. And, and it's not just here. I mean, you, you, you see, you know, Germany and some of these other leagues in Spain. I mean, I, you know, if you watch the Copa del Rey the other day, some of these teams that struggled um, just because it's just I, they, they, they're just playing so many games. And I just think these teams are talented, but. You know, I just I think you're getting you're starting to see some effect. I will be very interested to see what kind of effect this little mini break has for some of these teams. By the way, speaking of that Newcastle Sunderland match, I don't know if Sunderland were just brave or absolutely buffoonish the way yeah. that they played oh. that match, but <laughs> they they handed Newcastle that three nil. It should have been six or seven. I mean, the amount of times that they on goal kicks, knowing that Newcastle were going to set up in this press. And they just continued to try and play, not even get the ball out wide, you know, up back wide. They tried to play through the teeth of the press. Two of the goals were just gift wrapped. I mean, I, I did preview Alex Pritchard as a bit of a player. He nearly pulled two goals back for Sunderland on his own. One hit the bar and then Debravka came up with an absolute worldie of a save. But Michael Beal, <laughs> you you didn't win any big matches when you were with Rangers 
And it's no surprise that you couldn't come through on the day of days. Um, what are your thoughts, guys, by the way, on Newcastle taking a team photo um, after the match was over? Banter on toast right there. My goodness. Uh, but buffoonery in their bravery is uh, what, we'll, what we'll call Sunderland. Well, did you see the story about that Sunderland, they, they put the bar in, like, Newcastle colors yeah. for, like, the, yeah. the visitors that, like, for visitors' hospitality and, that didn't go down too well. It's been a while since those two teams have played, though, because Sunderland, yeah. uh, the plate of Sunderland, where it fell, fell all the way into League One. Uh, so they're great rivals in the in the Northeast, but it's it's been a, a while since they actually played a game. Yeah, this about, I think it's 15 miles apart, something like that. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, uh, imagine turning up to a turning up to a match and you, you, like at Old Trafford, and they have it. You know, dressed up in Liverpool, man. They would, they, they would literally burn it to the ground. Like you can't do that stuff. Like you gotta have some. I know they're trying. Yeah, words that fake up. You gotta have a little sense. All right, JJ, we're gonna we're gonna do it. Maidstone United, <laughs> uh, the lowest ranked uh, team still remaining in the FA Cup. A one nil winner over Stevenage uh, in the third round puts them into the uh, the fourth round. Uh, they're they're going to be on the road in the fourth round, um, but for for a club like that, JJ, to get to the fourth round, what does that mean? I mean, it means everything. First off, absolute brilliant atmosphere at the Gallagher Stadium on that Saturday afternoon, and it was a match that very much was played in two phases. Maidstone came out and played brilliantly and showed the proof that you know non-league football is not what you used to think of 20 years ago where players all they do is just lump it forward and look for the big men no these players it's sixth tier but it still can be full-time football at that level these players can play the created chances they put Stevenage under pressure the, the sequence of the penalty, there were about three different moments when the referee could have given a penalty. They did. Brilliant finish by Sam Korn. Um, gave the momentum to their squad going into halftime. And then you had to expect a response from Stevenage because they're a full time, you know, they're a football league squad. They expect themselves to be advancing in this competition against non league opposition. And they absolutely put a barrage on the goal. And you have to give a. I think it's Ka uh, Lucas Cavanari a lot of credit because he came up with some worldy of saves, but in these sorts of matches as well, you have to expect that you're going to get a little bit of luck in the amount of posts that were hit and just kind of odd bounces. Steven is, um, we talked about Sean in the preview show where you're playing on a three G. Uh, this is a surface that, professional EFL teams don't play on because it's mandated that you have to play on grass. So, Credit Maidstone, credit the crowd, credit George Ellicobi, by the way, the former Wolves hard yep. man coming in and you know, put together a game plan. And this is the way that they've been playing over the course of the entire season in National League South because they're currently in the playoff positions right now. Yeovil are looking like they're going to be running away with that. But on this day, they were good enough. They pocket over 120,000 pounds, I think it was, just from the winnings alone, the the gate is going to be insane. They obviously got TV money because that was a nationally televised game. And now they have a great day out where they're going to be going to Ipswich town. And, you know, right now that's obviously you want to be playing a premier league team. I get that. If you're a non-league or a EFL league two club, you want to be playing premier league teams, but right now 
Ipswich are just as good as playing a, a Premier League team. You're playing at a big stadium. This is going to be an opportunity for the club to have that moment. And for a lot of these players, Sean, as you well know, this is a chance for a player to get signed, get noticed, and start their career. And a lot of these guys, and a lot of these guys too, uh, in these non-league clubs, they have some background where they were in an academy or in the youth setup of of sometimes a a, a bigger club, a Premier League club, and for whatever reason, it, it doesn't work out, and it, it's you can't find the right fit. And sometimes you you know some of them are, are on the back end of their career. Some of them are, are guys who maybe they they washed out at 18, 19, 20 years old, and they're trying to to land on their feet and maybe get noticed and, and get a second chance with somebody. Yeah, we talked about it. I mean, Chris Smallin came from Maidstone. Uh, yep. There's 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 enough players. I mean, that come from these lower leagues and that that just make their way. Jamie Vardy. Uh-huh. Um, when you hear about the, you know, I mean, the the issues in a, like, look, I, in America with, with grassroots football and the academies and all this stuff, pay to play, all this everything, right? In England, it's it's you know the 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 big academies and everything, but uh, you know there's these you know, the FA Cup had 750 teams play, so it's not all you know these teams you know it's not all premier league it's not all pyramid teams it's it's these local community teams that play and you know it comes from the grassroots now you know we talked about this the other day maidstone united is going to be able to probably pay their bills for the entire year because they're going to be playing in the fourth round on tv and they're going to be picked for tv obviously there and uh you know everything's on tv here but you know in england it's not so it's big. I mean, for, you know, obviously Wrexham is different because they're owned by, you know, billionaires, but um, you know, for a team like that, or, 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 you know, you got, you got um, new Newport County that's still in and, and, and just small, you know, smaller teams. It's, this is big going to the fourth round, going to the fifth round. This, this pays people's, this changes lives. It pays people's salaries. Maybe, maybe the boot, boot room guy gets a, you know, here's a hundred quid bonus, something like whatever it, it, it makes um, people's lives important. And when you talk about the premier league and all the money that's in it, it's, it, it's, you know, it's one thing, but you know, for these smaller teams and these, you know, non-league teams, this is big. This is a big tournament. Every round they go into that is, I think a lot of people don't know that, you know, even like they're Euro, you know, we, when I was in Portugal, you know, the Europa League, Rio Ave was in the Europa League the one year and they won a cut, you know, they won their last game. And, you know, for winning that game, you get like a million, 1.2 million euros. Well, man, for some of these teams, money like that changes stuff. You know, these, these wins change stuff. That's why you see these people celebrating. And it's not always about, you know, getting to the fifth round, getting to the sixth round, getting to the semifinals, getting to the finals, uh, you know, a run to the third round or fourth round could pay these teams for the rest of the year. No, it not only pays for the rest of the year, but for that little community, these are going to be stories that will be talked about for generations. You probably had young boys and girls in the stand that see that match. And this is what they want to do all of a sudden. Oh, you know, I might not be able to play for Manchester United, Liverpool, Chelsea, what have you. I could play for Maidstone and I still could have these opportunities. And yeah, I, 
I know, Sean, you've been to plenty of non-league grounds. I've been to a couple myself, and I'll always say this to anyone that's going over. Yes, go see the big teams, but take the time, if you have the chance, to go to a National League or uh, Ishmian Prem or maybe Step 5, Step 6, because your dollars are just as important to those clubs than it is to the Premier League. And by the way, this is the sixth win that Maidstone United have had in this competition this year. So they, they've done themselves proud. Speaking of non-league, Eastley, um, a 1-1 draw with Newport County. Eastley equalized after going down the 10 men in the 38th minute, earned themselves a replay, a home replay about against Newport County. So not only now do they get that replay, if you win that at home, the bigger prize is you get a home date with Manchester United in the fourth round of the FA Cup. So how about that carrot out there it's for ma- a non-league club? Look, it's massive, you know, and, and you know, they're going to jack the prices up for the beers are going to be 10 pounds instead of the two pounds they are that day. And Manchester United fans, you know, they, they'll complain. But, you know, Manchester United, I, I think it, it, it was some ridiculous number. I, they, they hadn't been on the road in a competition, Carabao Cup or FA Cup since like 2019 or something like this. So, you know, the, the Manchester United fans to go to Wigan, which is, you know, once again, it's a suburb of Manchester, but, you know, to go to either Eastley or Newport County. I mean, these are the games that you love. I mean, you, I, I, I like watching when Manchester United plays you, you, these fields. You know, it's going to be, um, you know, the, the, the end of January. The, it's going to the, the pitch is going to be frozen. There's no under under soil heating. It's going to be like, you know, craters in it. It's going to be like when Pennington used to come play at Trenton Catholic. You know, we used to let the grass grow all the way to here. Um, For those who have no idea what Sean's talking about, he's referring to American high school football. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, But, you know, these are the games. I mean, when, you know, we'll we'll go through some of these matchups coming up. But, uh, you know, there's not going to be a lot of those. Uh, You know, that one is going to be one. I mean, Manchester United's going to go to uh, one of those two teams. Sean, you uh, you joke, by the way, about the beers. Manchester United fans, some of them may have never had a beer inside the stadium before. You can actually do that at non-league grounds where you can drink inside the stadium. That's right. I mean, you know, you know, you 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 got to drink in the. uh, You can't. You know, if you get caught drinking uh, inside of the pitch, there you get thrown out. But you know, you see Tottenham's at home, Liverpool's at home, Leicester's at home, Leeds at home, Fulham, Chelsea, Watford, Bournemouth. West Brom, Sheffield United, Blackburn, Sheffield Wednesday, um, Ipswich Town. So really, that's the only one, and then the ones that are the two that are to to be determined as well. But um, you know, it, it, it's it's there's not a lot of these games in the fourth round, and those games are that's everyone's like, oh, Manchester United's going to be on TV. Of course they are. There's no games like that where you're going to a lower league team so you know of course they're gonna put that on it'll probably be a friday night at 8 15 or something like this or nah that'll be that'll be the sunday night kickoff that i can almost 100 guarantee yeah something like that and uh you know once again uh you know we talked i talked to a couple of my friends after the match i mean look if they didn't drive to the match today wigan you know you couldn't get a train back because there's so much stuff going on and we're talking Eastley is down by Southampton, correct? Yep. So if Eastley goes through, I mean, that's every bit, you know, every bit of a five hour ride from, from Manchester. So, um, 
you know, yeah, probably will. They're probably pushing Saturday, Sunday night at eight fifteen, getting home at you know five in the morning, whatever. But that that's what it's about these these matches. So I, you know, it's going to be interesting. Uh, all right, fourth fourth round draw. What what stands out to you in that? I know we we hit on Manchester United's possible opponent. Obviously, you have uh, Man City going to Tottenham um, in a clash of two teams that are the top five in the Premier League right now. Fulham's going to host. Fulham's going to host Newcastle United. Um, is, is there anything that, that uh, in that draw that uh, Aston, Aston Villa at Chelsea um, that sticks out to, to either one of you game that, that yeah, JJ, that you're, you're kind of circling as a must-watch? Okay, so I've got two, actually. Neither of which, shock and surprise, really involve teams in the Premier League. But these are two matchups that I felt the performances actually stood out. It gets lost sometimes with, what, 32 matches over the course of a weekend. You're, you're not going to hit on every one of them, so want to give these teams some love. Uh, Sheffield United is going to be hosting Coventry. Uh, that's one of the two. Sheffield United didn't pick Sheffield up Wednesday a win. Oh, sorry, excuse me. My apologies. Sheffield Wednesday versus Coventry. Um, that I apologize. that. Any person they had United above Wednesday in my list of matches, Wednesday uh, hosting Coventry. But anyways, so Wednesday didn't win a match until the end of October this season. They've had a lot of issues with their ownership who has would certainly not pass any real fit and proper tests because he's been back and forth with the fans almost at one point gesturing that the fans should be the ones that pay the players, not the owners. Uh, something like that. But Wednesday have actually picked up a little run of form over the last month and a half or so. They've won six of their last 10 and they're threatening to get out of the bottom in the championship. They played very well in their match a couple in this round where they beat Cardiff 4-0. Their keeper actually saved two penalties inside the first 10 minutes, but got uh, through that one comfortably. And then on the opposite end where they're going to be facing off um, against Coventry. Coventry mentioned this in our preview, Sean. They didn't forget that they lost to Wrexham in the third round last year, and they were kind of the uh, the poster pin child of, ooh, this is the scalp that Wrexham took. Well, Coventry put an absolute shellacking in this round on Oxford wow. United. Um, they've got Ellis Sims, who's a baller. Um, there's a, a few other ones. Matt Godden scored a couple of goals late on. Casey Palmer is unreal. This is a team that's got a bit about them. Coventry, just a few points outside the playoff spots right now in the championship. They're going to be picking this as an opportunity to make a real run in this competition. Then the other match to watch out for would be Blackburn versus Wrexham. I mentioned Wrexham. Well, they got through that local uh, Anglo-Welsh derby against Shrewsbury Town uh, with a goal pretty late on it came what 83rd yeah. or 72nd minute yeah. from thomas o'connor but there was absolute banter for days because shrewsbury town goal, players wasn't it? sorry it was an own goal wasn't it? no uh deflected goal yeah yeah that's right uh shrewsbury town defender tom flanagan was calling wrexham uh, a bunch of semi-pro players playing in league two well elliot lee in the response saying this one's for you uh, they're going to be going up against Blackburn, who have also picked up really good form recently. They're not – I mean, they've dropped down a little bit, but still the way that the championship goes, they're eight points out of the promotion spot. And, yeah, Wrexham continually search to try and get a Premier League team, but Blackburn are another one of those sides that if you couldn't draw a Premier League team, 
that's a place you want to go. Uh, two, two things. First of all, that Coventry side also has Haji Wright, who scored for the U.S. at the World Cup uh, on it. Uh, uh, Sean, what is your take on Wrexham? Um, uh, that match to me against Blackburn would seem like the one I would circle, right, where you go through and go, where might there be an upset? Like, yeah. that's probably one that people are going to circle. Maybe it's because of the ownership at Wrexham um, and some of the fanfare from from abroad that has, has come with it. How is Wrexham viewed within the structure of the, the football league, um, this, this project that, that Wrexham has, has got going on? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to compare it a little bit to Salford City because uh, Salford City is owned by all the class of 92 and they have a lot of money and, you know, Gary, Gary Neville and some of these guys. And, uh, you know, you look at the table in League Two and Chef and uh, Salford City struggling and, and uh, Wrexham isn't. Look, this, like it or not, Wrexham will be in the Premier League at some point inside 10 years. I don't know if it'll be that long. You know, maybe it'll be a little bit less time than that, maybe six years. I mean, you saw Luton Town do it. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's going to happen. You know, the, the thing with, the Shrewsbury guy was right. Like they, they are like the, the players are, you know, they, they, Paul Mullen's pretty good. You know, Stephen Fletcher, obviously he's, you know, pr- Premier League player of old, but you know, as you go up the table, you can't keep these guys. Like you can't, you know, you get to league one, you can't keep an entire squad full of players that were in the uh, national league. You know, you keep some, um, but you, you know you got to kind of get better players, and then when you get to the championship, you got to get better players, and you know when you get to the Premier League, you see you, you got to get better players. You see what like kind of what Luton Town's doing now, struggling a little bit. But um, you know, I, I, I think uh, you know obviously in America they're 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 you know they're the darlings, and you know because that's what TV does and the media does, and uh, you know they get with these teams and they get behind them and they keep kind of like this, you know. Second year in a row here, they're in the fourth round. I think last year they made did they make it to the fifth round, right? Last year, um, that was fourth round, they fourth. got knocked out in a replay against That's Sheffield right. United. So, your second year in a row, they're in the fourth round, so you know, they've won some games to get to this point. You know, they're not just um, you can be rich, but you still got to do it on the pitch. I like that rhyme, um, you know. And, Arsenal just lost. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea struggles at times. I mean, even just because you have money doesn't mean you're going to win these matches. And the FA Cup, look, these games are it, – it's a crapshoot from year to year. I mean, when, when you start looking at the teams that have made runs, I mean, look, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, until this year, hadn't been past this round in almost – in like eight years, since like 2016. And and they're you know they've been a Premier League team. I know they were they went down and stuff, but it, it, this is it's a hard it's a crapshoot to be able to be you know a, a a conference team and now a League Two team and get to the fourth round two years in a row. You're starting to show that you're playing well and and, and you're you actually deserve because you're you know you're not always you're playing against bigger teams than you, so you got to have some talent. You can't just you're not lucking your way to seven wins over four over two years here in this competition or, or you know uh six wins now i guess at that point um you know you, you got to be able to win some games so i i think there's starting to be some credibility 
building around this team. And once again, look, they're they're in third place now in the League Two. You know, if they go up to League One, you know, you see, you know, kind of see what Ipswich Town is doing going from and Ipswich Town. Look, they 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 were big, you know, back in the you know nineties and stuff like that. But um, you know, there I think there's starting to be some credibility surrounding this team. Yeah, credibility is certainly one, Sean, and everything that you said is right. I, the, It was often spoke about, whether it's in the documentary or just in newspaper articles or on The Athletic or what have you, that it was a sleeping giant that was woken up. If you have that the same amount of resources given to, I don't know, you want to say maybe a third of League Two, a handful of teams in the National League, possibly the same thing would happen. Um, obviously, money can only go so far. You need to have the right players to buy in. So let's also give what Sean Harvey, you know, obviously noted in the documentary, the types of people that they brought in to make the project work because you can have all these people come in and it just absolutely goes to pot, but they got the right people in, so they're obviously having success. Ben Foster on his platform said that they were a League One side playing in the National League. So I equate Wrexham as a league one team or at least the roster that they have and then if they do proceed to get there Kyle uh, I think at that point that's when we're really going to start to find out about what this team is going to be like because there are teams that will go for a long period of time and win but then you start to see oh they're not picking up the results that they used to the locals will still be behind them but where does the world audience come in? I don't know. I don't have these answers because I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, but it will be interesting to see how this project goes for another few years. But end all be all, Wrexham, obviously they're great for the sport. The story is fantastic. It's a, a loving, great, hardworking community that needed this boost. They got it. So let's see how far they can take it. Yeah, you I, just, get to- I, I was just going to say, I, I, I wonder you know, if they can get past Blackburn and then you get that that finally you get that Premier League club right in, yeah. in the draw and you know what that can generate um, you know particularly because remember ESPN it's on here in, here in the United States ESPN has the rights to the FA Cup now all of a sudden you're not only on the streaming platform now hey we can put Wrexham against Manchester City hypothetically on, in the fifth round right of the FA Cup on well they last year ESPN. they did it twice yeah. they right. had to Two games they, on linear television they, they, once because, against. Um, yeah, no, no, no. You're absolutely right. Um, but because of the the, the power of the, the ownership and and what they have done, um, you put them on, and and people are interested in in seeing that. When you start, when you get to League One, I mean, you, you talk about you know. I'm just looking at the championship table now. You got Rotherham, QPR, and Sheffield Wednesday that are in 22, 23, 24. Huddersfield is 21, right? Huddersfield was in the Premier League not very long ago. You know, if Huddersfield goes now, all of a sudden you're facing teams in League One that were in the Premier League in the last fight. It's you know, it's a little bit different. You know, I I would be interested to see if they go up. You know, how long it takes them to to stabilize there, or if they keep. You know, maybe it takes a couple of years, um, but. You know, just 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 kind of for me with these, uh, you know, the you know, I, I, the the replay. I think Wolves Brentford would be the one I would be be looking at. You know, once again with Wolves, um, you know, I, I think Chelsea Villa is a massive game. 
just you know Ch- Chelsea's got this is this is this is a big couple weeks for Chelsea here because you know they have a chance to win a trophy uh you know get to a final you know they got Middlesbrough over two legs right uh, coming up here and then they got you know Aston Villa um you can knock one of the big boys out of the competition um I I just you know it hasn't been great for Chelsea that game like you know once again for 58 minutes it was dreadful and then they scored four goals um you know I, I just I think Chelsea I think Pochettino needs a trophy at some point. I mean they're already talking about questioning him and and everything and um, you know I, I personally don't think you know he's gonna be you know in in, um, in too much danger. But the other game I think um, you know I'd be looking at is you know I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Premier League teams. Um, you know I. I, I Leicester City, whole city could be big in the championship, but the Chelsea, Aston Villa, and Tottenham, Manchester City. Tottenham owns Manchester City uh, in some of these tournaments. And, you know, I, Manchester City, I, I think of any team they could see right now, especially with Ange, I think that's probably the team they didn't want to see. So, um, JJ, I mean, uh, you know, w- w- what do you think? Yep. Last last word, JJ, on the FA Cup, and then we'll we'll wrap this thing up. I mean, you guys obviously know this is kind of my favorite time of the year. So it's um, yeah, a lot of good matches that came from. I'm kind of fascinated to see what the replays will be like coming next week. I think there's some opportunities out there, especially for the lower rank sides that got to this chance. I think Blackpool, great opportunity for them. For Birmingham, I mean, they've had a lot of negative press recently about the Wayne Rooney sacking. Well, it's an opportunity for them to start turning their season around. I mentioned earlier, Bristol City are going to be absolutely bouncing at Ashton Gate, That's which, by the way, is probably one of the nicest non-Premier League grounds in the country. Um Bolton are going to certainly be up for it because that's a club that's, you know, starved of having the day, you know, the big days. Remember they Premier League team, but also they were minutes away from being relegated out of the football league. So yeah, a lot of uh, nice little things to look forward to over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, just, um, I think we, we hit it all today, guys. That was a, that was a good discussion on the, the FA Cup. We, we touched on, uh, you know, kind of Arsenal's foibles, Liverpool's flying. We, we got into the non-league stuff. We had a good discussion about, um, you know, what the FA Cup means to those clubs. So um, we, we, we appreciate those of you uh, who tuned in. You know how to find us on uh, all your, your platforms. Uh, it's, we're box-to-box football, um, and we will talk to you guys soon. We got more Premier League action coming up. We got January transfer window. It's been a little quiet so far, but we'll see if it heats up uh, towards the end of the month. So long from us.